Day number 86. 86. 99 days since Joe Biden promised he wouldn't leave a single American behind. Latest report, there are hundreds of Americans still trapped behind enemy lines. Their families, thousands of green card holders, people eligible to be in this country. And then, of course, our Afghan allies that are being hunted down and murdered on a regular basis. Um, when you look at the disaster that is Afghanistan, and it was a disaster. It's amazing how the media, just like Joe Biden, they just turned the page as if it didn't happen. The, the single biggest preventable debacle on foreign policy ever. And they turn the page. If Donald Trump abandoned Americans behind enemy lines like this, you don't think every program in America, every single liberal voice in this country wouldn't be screaming bloody murder that Donald Trump abandoned his fellow Americans? They would be. How is it? Whatever happened on the disaster that is, you know, Joe Biden handed three vaccines monoclonal antibodies that he's only mentioned one one time that I've heard about a month ago. And then when it was working in Florida, he starts rationing something that we have plenty of, we, we, have, we don't have any shortage of, which is monoclonal antibodies. We have more Americans dead from COVID this year with Joe Biden as president than Donald Trump all of 2020. And that's, you know, the little that we heard from Joe Biden, the candidate hiding out in his basement bunker, it was all about, COVID. I try, I'm holding out and I got my mask on and hang on, let me do it over. It's it, just a disaster. Then you look at the energy. I'm going to get into this energy issue and 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 the energy secretary, Jennifer Granholm, in a minute. Um, then inflation, a lot of it is connected to the high cost of energy. How much, when's the last time you filled up your gas tank? How much more is it costing you? Because I know people 20, 25, 30 bucks more each time you fill up. You know, average person paying a buck 50 more a gallon. Jennifer Granholm said, yeah, it's going to cost more to heat your homes. It doesn't have to be that way. But the American people now looking at inflation, look at the economy, looking at the borders, they have had it. Because every one of these issues has been and is completely preventable. And these are problems we could solve instantly. Now, Joe Biden would have to bring back the stay in Mexico policy, start rebuilding the wall. He'd have to get rid of this idiot policy of process and release into the country. He'd have to get rid of this insanity. I mean, we'll get into this whole idea. Joe Biden is asked by Peter Ducey, um, are you pay paying $450,000 for illegal immigrants? That's garbage. What are you talking? People like that's you're spewing garbage. Then it turns out Joe is now its most passionate, ardent supporter. I don't know what's worse. The fact that Joe didn't know his own administration planned to pay $450,000 to illegal immigrants. Illegal being the key word. People that did not respect our laws, our borders, and our sovereignty. Why would we pay them $450,000 each? And then Joe is now passionately out there selling it. This is madness. We can't afford it, number one. Uh, well, you see it. We have uh, USA Today. They came out with a poll yesterday. Biden's approval at 38 percent, perhaps even more interesting to me because there are now numerous polls have Biden in the mid 30s. Kamala Harris only at 28 percent. That speaks volumes about the person that I guess everybody thought would be the likely successor to Biden, assuming that Biden just is not going to have the strength and the stamina to run and 
three years from now, I, I don't see how it's possible. Um, you have a few honest Democrats waking up. George Norcross, for example, South Jersey insurance executive who leads uh, one of the most powerful Democratic organizations in the country. You know, he told Politico he had no idea that Phil Murphy's victory uh, would be that close in New Jersey. There are a few people in the Democratic Party that are work, waking up, but for the most part, the Democrats seem to be just doubling down on dumb and dumber and, you know, pushing now again the new Green Deal socialism. Um, it's it's pretty unbelievable. Uh, even reporters, there was a, a report out were, were laughing as Biden scolded them for not explaining the supply chain very well after he blames COVID. The media sees it now. The world sees it. You know, Vladimir Putin now is saber-rattling, building up his troops right along the Ukrainian border. Here we go again. Then you got China now making mock-ups of U.S. ships that they can play war games with and, and take them out of the water. And flying over Taiwan's airspace with fighter jets pretty much any time they choose. And the reunification talk gets even louder. You know, 70, you know, it's just unbelievable. 64% of registered voters want to dump Biden in 2024. That's also part of the USA Today survey. Uh, now we have a flood of Democrats being reported by the Hill today. Uh, they're bracing for the possibility of a, a major wave of coming in 2022, one year from now. So there are, there are a lot of them now are saying, I don't need this. And they're thinking of retiring 14 House Democrats have already announced that they will not seek re-election in 2022, uh, especially after what happened in Virginia and what happened in New Jersey. I think the handwriting is on the wall, and a lot of Democrats don't feel like living through it. And now the Democrats' answer to this is to double down on stupid. You know, you, you, at what point here, what is worse? Ask yourself this question. Is it worse that Joe Biden didn't know his own administration was paying illegal immigrants at the, that they were contemplating a policy of theirs? Four hundred fifty thousand dollars if there was separation of family members. They weren't supposed to be at the border. They weren't supposed to enter the country illegally. They're supposed to respect our laws, our borders, our sovereignty. Why would we ever reward people that don't respect our laws? Pretty unbelievable. And I don't know if it's worse that Joe didn't know or the fact that now he's passionately defending that which he didn't know last week. I don't, I don't know what's worse. You know, uh, we had Ron DeSantis saying that the Biden administration has landed dozens of secret flights carrying illegal immigrants to his state. You know, these states now are put in a position. What are they to do when the president of the United States decides to pick and choose what laws he's going to support and enforce and what laws he's just going to ignore. And remember, not only is it preferential treatment, and, and now we're talking about payouts to illegal immigrants, but there's no COVID testing. There's no vaccine mandates for illegal immigrants. They're now getting preferential treatment, and they're not even getting burdened the same way the American people are. Biden appears to mock America's intelligence, questions whether they understand supply chain issues. Yeah, we know you screwed it up. That's what we know. As is now, his, his approval rating is, is just cratering. Um, it was an interesting piece in USA Today. What do Americans want Joe Biden to do now? Because all of these problems I'm mentioning are fixable. We can go to Afghanistan and we can 
get our Amer- fellow Americans abandoned home. We can bring back stay in, stay in Mexico policy, rebuild, start building the wall again, and end process and release. We can go back and return to energy independence if we want. Joe Biden has no intention, as clearly indicated by his energy secretary. Um, we can, thus by doing that, we, do, we go a long way to ending the inflation problem that, again, Joe Biden is causing. You know, listen to Jennifer Granholm from last week laughing when asked about what she's going to do to increase production of oil. Listen. What is the Granholm plan to increase oil production in America? <laughs> oh, my God. That is hilarious. Would that I had the magic wand on this. As you know, of course, uh, oil is a global market. It is controlled by a cartel. That cartel is called OPEC. And they made a decision yesterday that they were not going to increase beyond what they were already planning. What she clearly... She's clearly not qualified for the job. They inherited energy independence. They inherited it. And then as policy, they decided to abandon exploration in places like Alaska. They decided to end the Keystone XL pipeline. And by the way, they're now moving in the direction of of getting rid of another pipeline. I mean, I I was shocked to see this. Sources are telling Politico today that the White House is doing a deep data dive on understanding what would happen potentially if they shut down Enbridge's Line 5 pipeline, which would impact fuel prices in and around Michigan. We already know the answer. Why are we begging OPEC when all you have to do is ask Texas, Oklahoma, Alaska, North uh, North Dakota? Let's start there. They'll gladly step up. And help the American people out. You know, and the idea that you're blaming OPEC. OPEC is laughing at Biden and laughing at the United States. And they're taking advantage of us because they think and know that we're being really stupid. They know that we have more energy than they do. Joe Biden, he made the decision to capitulate to the new Green Deal radical socialists. And that's why. He fired people that were working on, you know, in the energy sector all over the place. You know, Jennifer, Jennifer Granholm's answer this weekend is that you, the American people, should expect to pay more for gas and oil. Here's what she said. Should Americans in what will likely be a cold winter, most of them are, expect to pay higher prices for heating their homes? Yeah, uh, th- this is going to happen. It will be uh, it will be more expensive this year than last year. Um, we are in a slightly beneficial position, well, certainly relative to Europe, because their chokehold of natural gas is very significant. They're going to pay five times higher. But we have the same problem in fuels that the supply chains have, which is that the oil and gas companies are not flipping the switch as quickly as the demand requires. And so that's why the president has been focused on both the immediate term and the long term. You could fix Afghanistan and go save our Americans you abandoned. You could fix the border and you can fix the energy problem by going back to Trump's energy independence problems. It's that it's 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 that simple. You know, if you look at the impact on the economy, every single thing that we purchase and buy, starting with 
filling our gas tanks, heating and cooling our homes. Every store you go to, every item you buy in every store you go to, we're now paying unnecessarily high prices. And the Americans that are hurt the most are the ones that Democrats claim to have the most compassion for. And that's the poor and the middle class. Because if they're paying 15, 20, 25 bucks more to fill their gas tank and heat their home, maybe 500 to a thousand dollars, they can't afford it. They cannot afford this. But then, you know, you'll have people on TV make fun of a family of 11 that can't afford to buy milk because the price has gone up nearly a dollar a gallon. Unbelievable. All of this is fixable. You can resolve all of this. I know, but the media would be so upset because they'd have to deal with a few mean tweets from Donald Trump. I'll take mean tweets and energy independence and secure borders and lower taxes and respect on the world stage from all these hostile regimes over this cognitive mess that we've got Joe Biden. I never thought it could get this bad this quickly, but it has. And what's frustrating is you can reverse course. That is not going to happen. Because now they're pushing even harder for their new Green Deal. So consumer borrowing accelerated by way more than expected uh, this past month, September. Uh, an increased $29 billion, up from $13.8 billion in August. Why do you think that is? Because Americans now have to borrow just to sustain the level of living that they, they have grown accustomed to. They're borrowing to do it. And yet the Senate now still facing, they still want to ram this new green deal right down your throat as they push even harder for this. Look, Jennifer Granholm, I can't be any angrier at her because la- <laughs> it's not funny. Prices of regular gasoline now in the United States have risen to now a seven year high. New data to the AAA as about as elevated crude prices uptick in gasoline. This is a self induced crisis it's not a laughing matter jennifer granholm you know now now why at this moment with the biden administration reported by politico doing a deep dive on understanding how potentially shutting down another pipeline how about you shut down vladimir putin's pipeline because he's getting rich off your stupidity it's unbelievable and then the only answer you know oh i'm gonna blame the, the opec and the how many how often are they going to beg OPEC and Russia to produce more energy? This this is literally they declared war on fossil fuels, but only in America. So that means countries in the Middle East, they get rich again. Countries that hate our guts get rich again. Russia gets rich again. You know, and then all Granholm can do is laugh and say, yeah, people are going to pay a lot more to heat their homes. And I hope gas doesn't hit four dollars a gallon. Well, maybe if you take your your foot off the 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 throats of the energy sector in this economy, guess what? We'll increase supply instead of the artificially reduced supply as demand has remained constant. Now they're going to shut down another pipeline and it's going to cost more. Our answer is uh, it's run by a cartel. No, their decisions cause this. They're the ones that stop the Keystone XL pipeline. They're the ones that stop exploration. They're the ones responsible for the high cost, the seven-year high now that we have in gas prices. And then the, our answer is, oh, you just have to accept that it's going to cost, what, 500 to to $1,000 more to heat your home this winter? Are you kidding me? I thought they cared about the poor and the middle class. Apparently not. They don't give a damn.
All right, 25 now to the top of the hour. We have James O'Keefe is going to join us on Hannity tonight. Um, this is getting very, very interesting. And, and I'm going to tell you why I have a great interest in this case. Um, if you look at Project Veritas um, and the undercover work that they do, I'm sure that you would argue that this is a, whether you like it or not, a journalistic operation, or they are members of the press in the sense that they're breaking news stories. Um, look at, for example, for years, 60 Minutes defined itself by doing undercover investigations or the the popular show to, to catch a predator, I guess, was on Dateline or one of those shows on NBC. So what's interesting is the same FBI that never got involved when President Donald Trump's confidential tax returns were leaked and published by the New York Times, because I don't remember or I don't recall an investigation into that or an investigation into the the president, then President Trump's calls with leaders from all over the world. And literally the phone conversations verbatim are put on the front page of newspapers all around the country. Um, this issue has to do specifically with Joe Biden's daughter and apparently a missing diary. And over starting on Friday into over the weekend, uh, the FBI, I guess, raided the offices of, of Project Veritas and the home of James O'Keefe. Um, the, there's a lot of interesting aspects to this. There had been some reports that the diary was stolen, other reports that it was left behind after a sale. I've not been able to confirm which one it is. We will, I'm sure, over time get the answer to all of that, maybe tonight with James O'Keefe. Um, O'Keefe says somebody shot the diary to his organization, Project Veritas, claiming that Biden had left it somewhere. That I, I so At some point on the periphery, I don't remember who or when or where, you know, I, I had heard something about a diary and that there were bad things in it. But it's sort of like Hunter's laptop. I just, you know, you hear all sorts of things. And now I think Miranda Devine is going to open up, you know, Pandora's box on the laptop from hell. Anyway, so O'Keefe says it was shopped to him and they never used it because they couldn't verify it. And whether or not it was in his possession or not, I don't know. I'll ask him tonight. Um, there apparently was one outfit that did publish it. Linda, do you know the outlet that did publish it? Cause I do not. Uh, Epic times did the Epic times. Did they give the, the details of what was in the diary? They did not. They did not, but they just said it was there. That yeah, it there's been correct. There's been some, there's been some reporting about what has happened to James about the obstruction of his, you know, his first and, Amendment rights and his right as, as a journalist. Um, but no one is really talking about the diary itself. So anyway, they they do this raid on Project Veritas and James O'Keefe Keefe's house. Journalists can't be prosecuted. If, if you want to know the defining case, it's the Pentagon Papers. You may recall, it takes you back now. That's the name given to a, the Department of Defense, a study of, of our involvement uh, politically, militarily in Vietnam. Um, and as the war dragged on more than 500,000 troops in Vietnam by 1968, there was a military analyst by the name of Daniel Ellsberg who had worked on uh, the study looking into the war, came to oppose the war, decided the information that he put together, top secret Pentagon papers, should be available to the American people. He photocopies the report in March of 1971. 
he gave it to the New York Times. Then the New York Times ends up running a series of articles showing the content and what was, quote, top secret about the Pentagon Papers. Anyway, at the request of the Secretary of Defense, Robert McNamara, a team of analysts working for the Defense Department, prepared this classified study of the U.S. political military involvement in Vietnam from the end of World War II and, until that point. Now, the official title was the report of the Office of the Secretary of Defense Vietnam Task Force, later become known became known as the Pentagon Papers. In preparing the study, which was labeled top secret, analysts drew on classified material, archives from the Department of Defense, State Department, CIA, etc., uh, they completed this, I think it was in 1969. There were 47 volumes, 3,000 pages of narrative, 4,000 pages of supporting documents. And Daniel Ellsberg, who served in the Marine Corps, worked as a strategic analyst at the Rand Corporation and Department of Defense, had been an early supporter of our involvement there, and and his point of view changed. Anyway, so... An incomplete version of the Pentagon Papers was published in a book, but putting that aside, anyway, Ellsberg had come to believe that the war was unwinnable. And he also believed the information in the Pentagon Papers about decision-making in our government regarding Vietnam should be more widely available to the American public. He photocopied secretly large sections of the report. He approached several members of Congress. None of them took action. Some of the most damning information indicate that in John Kennedy's administration, they had actively helped overthrow and assassinate the Vietnamese president. Um, that was part of it. In 1971, while working as a senior researcher, associate for, the, for MIT's International Studies, Ellsberg gave portions of the report to the New York Times. Then the New York Times published a series of front-page articles based on information contained in these top secret papers and anyway so this becomes a huge supreme court decision a precedent-setting case and it was the new york times uh versus the united states the new york times joins forces with the washington post for the right to publish the supreme court then ruled six to three in their favor that the government had failed to prove harm to national security and the publication of the papers was in fact justified under the First Amendment's protection of freedom of the press. I would imagine there's some similarities here. I would imagine, okay, so you have Project Veritas. They seek help, support, and and volunteers that they can break news stories. Uh, for whatever, I don't know who, I'll ask him tonight where he got this, quote, diary, if it's even the real diary. He decides not to publish it because he wasn't able to confirm it. Um, I doubt James O'Keefe himself went and stole the diary or obviously it was given to him by somebody. Now he has, you know, an obligation to protect his sources or else you don't have a news organization if you don't protect your sources. So it's going to be it's just going to be interesting to watch how this all goes down. But anyway, so O'Keefe says someone shot the diary to Project Veritas claiming Biden had left it somewhere, meaning Biden's daughter his outfit wouldn't use it because they couldn't verify it. He says he informed law enforcement of the entire thing. That raises questions. Well, why didn't they just go to his house and ask for it? Um, but anyways, he 
He also is outraged that the feds urged him not to go public with these subpoenas, but someone dropped a dime to the New York Times, which started calling for comment an hour after the first raid on Thursday morning. Now, journalists can't be prosecuted for publishing stolen materials based on this Supreme Court decision that I'm, I'm referring to. And journalists regularly publish material that has been leaked or even taken. Uh, consider, you know, the Times running Donald Trump's tax returns as the latest example. Um, so this is not a good look for the Biden administration. And I think it's going to this is this is going to be interesting. That's all I can say. So we'll talk to James O'Keefe tonight and get the latest on what's going on there. Um, you now have a few Democrats that looked at what happened in Virginia and New Jersey last week and are saying this this is not going to end well. One of them. We told you about last week, James Carville. I've known James Carville for years. I actually like James Carville. He's a fun guy to hang out with, fun guy to do a debate with. He is, he's got crazy ideas, but he's not dumb. And if you look at the adjustment Bill Clinton made, the era of big government being over and the end of welfare as we know it after Newt Gingrich won in 94, um, he had a big say and a big hand in that. I don't see any active voices really in the Democratic Party today that would advise, nor would Joe even listen to, moderating their positions. Because AOC and the squad pretty much control the entire Democratic Party. As a matter of fact, AOC took to Twitter slamming Carville and others for blaming the party's wokeness in terms of what happened in Virginia and New Jersey. How can news outlets even attribute words to me that I didn't say, she said, questioning a tweet linking to a report and another tweet from ABC News 13 in Virginia, which quoted the New York Congresswoman as saying that McCullough lost the race because he was not woken up, mean, meaning Carvel said it. I said there are limits to trying to mobilize a campaign with a 100% moderate strategy without mobilizing the base said nothing about wokeness, which is a term almost exclusively used by older people uh, these days, by the way. So she's taking a shot at James Carville being old school, but James Carville's track record, I think, speaks for itself. But you did have the squad vote no on the infrastructure bill, which now raises the question, why again did Republicans bail out the Democrats? Now, remember, for two straight months, Mitch McConnell and Senate Republicans said they would not raise the debt ceiling. And that was, the, we got close to the deadline within 48 hours. Mitch McConnell caved and got 10 other Republicans to cave with him. And the Democrats needed that, and it bought them more time. Even National Review got it right as well, and they often get it wrong. Uh, they seemed outraged by the 13 rogue rhinos in the House that rushed in now to save the infrastructure bill. Even they called it a betrayal because there was no need to save his infrastructure bill. We can't afford the infrastructure bill, and we certainly can't afford the new Green Deal. Now, they only needed three no votes on the Democratic side, and Pelosi lost six. The only thing that saved that bill were the 13 Republicans that swooped in to rescue Pelosi, kind of like the way Mitch McConnell swooped in to rescue Chuck Schumer. I mean, This is where the Republicans... You know, all these establishment guys, this this is the old establishment way of doing things. This is why those establishment figures that want to purge the party of people like Trump, 
they're not going to be successful because whenever they get power, the, you know, they buckle, they cave, they give in, they say they're going to do something. They don't do it. They get, they have all the swamp ways that guide their every decision. It's not going to work. But, I don't, but this new Green Deal socialism, I'm telling you right now, if Democrats keep up with this, it's over. I don't, if they don't change their views on all of these issues, I don't see any hope for the Democrats. If they don't change, they don't fix the mess they caused in Afghanistan. If they don't get a better handle on COVID, more people dead this year than last year. If they don't bring us back to energy independence, if they don't get to control the border and inflation, how do you run and get reelected to anything? I don't, I, I don't see this ending well for the Democrats in any way, shape, manner, or form. Uh, but again, it's interesting. You know, now they're, of course, you know, Biden is defending illegal immigrants being paid $450,000. The same guy that said, no, why do you keep bringing up this garbage? Listen to what he said to Peter Ducey on day one. For reports that were surfacing that your administration is planning to pay illegal immigrants who are separated from their families at the border up to $450,000 each, possibly a million dollars per family. Do you think that that might incentivize more people to come over illegally? If you guys keep sending that garbage out, yeah, but it's not true. So this is a garbage report? Yeah. Okay. So $450,000 per person. Is that what you're saying? That was separated from a family member at the border under under the last administration. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Joe never heard of his own administration's policy. Now, the same guy that said it was garbage and wasn't going to happen now is saying this. I'd like to ask you real quick, sir, where, where do you stand? You said last week uh, that this report about uh, migrant families at the border getting payments uh, was garbage. No, I didn't uh, say that. You Let's get it straight. You said everybody coming across the border gets five hundred, four hundred fifty thousand dollars so The number was what you had a problem with. The number I was referring to. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Sure. If, in fact, because of the, the outrageous behavior of the last administration, you coming across the border, whether it was legal or illegal, and you lost your child. You lost your child. It's gone. You deserve some kind of compensation, no matter what the circumstance. What that will be, I have no idea. I have no idea. Well, we know what the plan is, $450,000. He said it was a garbage report, and he said it's not going to happen. Now he's passionately defending it. I don't know what's worse. The fact that he didn't know this was his administration's position or the fact that he's now defending it and going all, and, and who's who's in charge here? Who made that decision? Because he obviously knew nothing about it. Pretty unbelievable. On top of the fact that people were talking about that didn't respect our laws, our borders and our sovereignty. If people didn't try to enter this country illegally, none of this would have happened. And we're going to now pay people that broke our laws? Unreal. Just like special preferential treatment. No COVID tests, no vaccine mandates if you enter the country illegally. Because, quote, we're told they're not going to be here very long. That's another lie. 